Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest today is Greg Tyler, Chief Operating Officer for the USA Poultry and Egg Export Council. Greg, let's talk about the collaboration, the partnership that the council has between probably various uh, corn grower association groups across the country, but I know one in particular, the corn growers uh, in Minnesota, um, there, there is a synergy there. Give us some background and uh, maybe talk about some exciting things that uh, have either been worked on or are currently being worked on. Yeah, most definitely. We, we have a very good partnership, a longstanding partnership with the soy and the corn industry around the U.S. Um, currently, we have about 20 different commodity associations that are members of ours, and uh, they are funding 60 activities in more than 35 countries worldwide. Um, we get close to $4.7 million, um, sometimes higher, sometimes a little less, on an annual basis from the groups uh, to carry out these programs worldwide. And it's something that we would not be able to do on our own. So the partnership is great because without that support, we would not be able to expand our exports. Um, The great thing about the U.S. industry is we are the world's largest producer of chicken. And the growth in the production in the United States is heavily reliant on exports. And so the more exports that we have out there, the more growth we're going to have in the production, and therefore the more soybeans and corn we're going to need to feed all these chickens that are we're producing and turkeys as well. I think it probably would surprise a lot of people that aren't directly connected to a farm uh, just how important the livestock sector is to uh, your 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 corn and soybean farm that that end user. Um, and so what, what you just laid out there with getting that, that export uh, market to grow, um, it's really a, a win-win there for the livestock and the crop farmers. That's correct. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that over 50% of the soybean meal produced, almost 55% of the soybean meal produced in the U.S. is used by the poultry industry and about 33% of the corn. Um, so it's a very important partnership that we have um, because as far as exports are concerned, about almost 300 million corn bushel equivalents and 145 million soybean bushel equivalents were exported through U.S. poultry just last year. And we're looking at about the same, if not more, this year. 2020 has obviously been uh, a unique year, but as you think about poultry exports and some of the key markets, uh, I'm going to assume that, that the pandemic globally has disrupted things to an extent, but, but where are some of those key markets? Who are some of those key customers around the world? Sure. The interesting thing is the Chinese market had been closed to us for about five years. And just in November of 2019, the market reopened. And then in February of 2020, we got hit with COVID. So a lot of the concern was whether or not the Chinese market would take off. 
Um, but it did take off. China has risen to be one of our top two markets. China and Mexico are the top two markets, and it continues to grow. We've had a phenomenal amount of success getting back into the Chinese market, and I think that's only going to continue to grow. The, the interesting thing about the Chinese market is it's one of the few places on earth where we export chicken paws. And chicken paws normally would go to the rendering plants here in the U.S. at about two cents per pound. But the Chinese will pay 60, 70, 80 on up per cents per pound for chicken paws because it's uh, a food that they like to consume. Um, there's other populations around the world that do consume it, but China is our biggest export market for that. And when we talk ag exports, generally China tends to dominate the conversation. But as far as other markets that uh, are either continuing to be strong or that you see, Greg, as an emerging market, which stick out to you? Well, Mexico is, of course, as I mentioned, our largest export market for chicken, for turkey meat, and for eggs. Matter of fact, for turkey meat, over 60% of our exports go to Mexico. Um, the meat processing sector is something that we dedicate a lot of our programs toward, um, trying to continue to develop new products made with turkey meat and chicken meat down there. But it's a huge market. Now, as far as growth markets around the world, Africa is one that we continue to have substantial growth in. There are new markets there that have continued to grow. The great thing about the African market is they're looking for cheap protein sources. Um, the leg quarters, uh, which we export mostly around the world, are a natural fit for the African market um, because they are a cheap protein source. And uh, they are shipped in bulk commodity um, type packaging um, to these markets and then um, broken apart down there, and they will feed a lot of families. What about a market like India, which is huge, but at the same time uh, unique in, in what uh, you see for uh, consumer behavior, demand, if you will? What work is being done on that front? India actually opened to us in 2018, and uh, we have invested a lot of time and effort in that market. We do have consultants on the ground there that have started to develop not only in food service, but in the meat processing sector there, um, trying to find new avenues for chicken, turkey, duck, as well as our egg products. Um, like I said, we're investing a lot in the food processing and the uh, food services sector there um, with chef development, with training seminars, and uh, it's slowly becoming a, a good market for us. Um, the big issue that we have in India, of course, are the tariffs. Um, with chicken meat, we are looking at 100% duty on chicken meat or uh, cut, cut up chicken meat. And then, of course, with turkey meat and duck meat, you're looking at 30%. So it's a lot lower for those products, but those are products that are relatively unknown. And in a market that has a very large number of vegetarians, we are finding that just educating them on, on consuming meat products is, is part of the, the challenge that we face and trying to get them to try it. Um, 
we have a consultant office there that has coined the term chicketarian, just getting them to try chicken. And once they switch over from being a vegetarian to trying the chicken or they may eat chicken at certain times or turkey meat, um, they have become chicketarian. So uh, it's a slow process, but one that we think could be very big for us if we can get the duties on chicken meat lowered in that market and also get them more accustomed to eating meat like turkey meat. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, Greg, but I would think at at a foundational level to try to become a, a, a huge exporter, the 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 markets that you're you're looking at, they they have to know that you can be depended upon. And and what I'm getting at is the U.S. is so um, so efficient and uh, proficient, really, when it comes to producing poultry, uh, pork, beef corn, soybeans, very reliable. And I'm sure that comes up often in conversations with uh, export markets. Most definitely. And we are doing programs uh, with all of our funding, whether it be from the government, from the industry, or from the soybean corn industry and the American Ed Board. We're doing programs in about 75 countries worldwide. And some of the key messages that we try to convey to these markets is that we are a reliable supplier. And number two, we are a safe supplier. Um, the Food Safety Inspection Service and the Animal Plant Health Inspection Service of USDA are something that we tout in markets worldwide, showing those consumers overseas that they can rely on the safety of U.S. products. Um, we also convey that we don't export anything that we don't eat here in the United States. Um, and we have to meet those same safety standards on our exported product that we would um, be putting on product that is sold to U.S. consumers. And so that's an important message that we try to put out there worldwide. And it's one that hits the target and they can understand that um, what we are putting on their tables internationally is very safe, wholesome, and a reliable uh, producer is giving it to them. And back to those partnerships with commodity groups like the Minnesota Corn Growers Association, what is your message to corn farmers in Minnesota as far as uh, how important they are to the work that you and the, and the council is doing? Yes, it's a very important thing that we have with them, just because it's a partnership. We like to show that their funds are being put to good use in helping to grow export markets. And more importantly, as I said earlier, the growth in production in the U.S. is due to exports. And so the more that we put out there on the world market, the more demand there's going to be here in the U.S. for production and for those feed grains that we rely on. So corn and soybean are a, such an important part of our industry and a partnership that we really enjoy. Um, we have always had a good relationship with them, and we hope that for many, many, many years in the future, that we'll continue to have this partnership and we can grow these export markets together. Anything else that you want to make sure we talk about? Just want to thank um, the Minnesota Corn Growers for their support. Um, like I said, it's such a valuable partnership that we have. 
And as far as Minnesota itself, it's the largest turkey producer in the country. Minnesota and North Carolina are the two biggest producing states. And so it's something that we think is important for us to have is the partnership with Minnesota corn growers. Because I think in the future, we're going to continue to see growth in turkey exports. And it's going to be due to the support that they give us, as well as the support that we get from other soybean and corn groups around the country. To learn more about the partnership between the USA Poultry and Egg Export Council and Minnesota Corn Growers, visit mncorn.org.